Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Truth About Trucking, live, hosted by Alan Smith, a 30-year OTR veteran, business entrepreneur, and motor carrier transportation consultant, specializing in assisting students and new drivers, and pushing forward to raise the standards of the trucking industry. And now, live from beautiful Citrus County, Florida, here's your host, Alan Smith. Welcome back, everyone. Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio. I'm Alan Smith, and our show this evening, Changing the Hours of Service for Truck Drivers. What do you think? Should drivers go back to the old school of driving 10 hours and then having to take 8 hours off? Or should it stay the way it is right now? Drive a maximum of 11 hours before having to take a 10-hour break? Or should there be some kind of further change to the current rule that can make it even better for drivers? And if so, what would those changes be? We would like to hear what you think. Our call-in number is 347-826-9170. The FMCA, uh, FMCSA is currently looking at this. Uh, I don't think nobody really knows what they're going to do, if they're really going to go back to the old rule, or if they're just going to add two the current rule. Uh, I don't think anybody really knows for sure what's going on. Um, but that's what we're going to discuss tonight. And with me is my uh, co-host, uh, Barry Stutsky, and wasn't able to be here in the studio with me, so he's underground somewhere at some undisclosed place. So, uh, Barry, how are you doing tonight? <laughs> Broadcasting from somewhere deep beneath the Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, that's the only way I can keep the black helicopters from following me around, Alan. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, I've been having I've been having a little trouble with my connection. So if if you if if you talk to me and I'm no longer here, just uh, I'm turning the show over to you until I get back on. I don't. Am I sounding okay to you? You're, you're sounding great right now. You're coming through loud and clear. I, I, uh, you know, well, if needs be, I don't know what the topic's going to be if you let me take it over. We'll probably be talking about black helicopters and conspiracy theories and <laughs> things like that, you know. But I, I just, not, not yeah. to be paranoid, Alan, but the, the helicopter and the serial number on the back, the first three letters were DAC. Do you think I got something to worry about? Oh, Dak? Yeah, might be. <laughs> I think Dak yeah. is watching us all. Yeah, and the, and the decal on the front said CSA 2010, so I don't know. Maybe. Oh, yeah. It would Maybe surprise I'm... me. Well, i just been kind of battling it all day. I don't know uh, what's going on, but so far I'm hanging in there. But, uh, yeah, we'll be talking about the hours of service, and uh, you've been trucking 34 years, so I know you've got some experience in there. Yeah. But, uh, hey, let, again, our call – let me break in on that there a, a second, uh, there, uh, junior seniority man. As of this month, I have 35 years, okay? 
Oh, 35. Okay. Well, yeah. excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> and just in case you were wondering into the impact that it's had on me, um, I can say for, for a fact that my hands shake constantly and, and I engage in conversations with myself for 12 hours at a clip. But other than that, I'm fine, okay? Yeah, well, we all do that. So, but uh, yeah. okay. Again, our calling number is three four seven eight two six nine one seven zero. Changing the hours of service for truck drivers. Uh, don't know if they're going to go back or do uh, something new now. I mean, they always say it's all about safety, but we're just going to have to wait and see. But that's what we're going to kind of pick through tonight. But uh, as we all know, the old uh, HOS rule went unchanged from nineteen thirty five until the late nineties. And if you can uh, go by the uh, statistics that they've uh, been studying and, and putting out, some people uh, think they're a little overblown and don't really know if they're really that accurate, but uh, the most recent figures from the U.S. Uh, DOT indicate that the truck-involved fatality rate in 2008 declined 12.3%, and um, this uh, that's compared to uh, the previous year, 2007, and this decline, they say, marks the largest year-to-year -year drop ever and the fifth cons uh, consecutive year that the fa uh, fatality rate went down and um, persons injured in uh, the large truck crashes that we hear about uh, also went down. And they say, if you can believe these studies, that since the new HOS regulations took effect in um, uh, 2005, I believe it was, the uh, rate of persons injured in large truck crashes has dropped 25%, and the truck-involved fatality rate has dropped 22%, and the fatality rate is at its lowest since the DOT began keeping those records in 75, and since then has dropped 66% since that time if these studies and stats are accurate, which some are not quite so sure about. So so while the current HO rules are good, uh, the ATA, American Trucking Association, believes the rules can be improved by allowing uh, more flexibility in the sleeper berth provision and, uh, you, know, you know, to encourage better sleep and rest among drivers. And the ATA has stated that uh, constraining drivers to one inflexible option overlooks the individual needs of each driver. So what should the FMCSA do? Leave the current rule in place as it is or make better changes or really go back to the 30s again to the way the rules were from 35 to the late uh, 90s. And uh, recently the Secretary of Transportation, Ray LaHood, commented uh, about the DOT's uh, talks about changing the rules once again by saying, he stated, we believe that starting over and developing a rule that can help save lives is a smart thing to do. So what do you think? Our number, 347-826-9170. So Barry, um, they didn't think the rules that had been in effect since the 30s were good enough, so they changed it. And now, uh, five years later, they think the new ones aren't good enough, so they're going to change it. What do you think? I think they're all crazy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, do you... Do you like the rules the way they are now? Uh, yeah. Yeah, quite frankly, as compared to how they were. I mean, how they were was an absolute nightmare, and all it took was uh, – I, I mean, if you worked with the old uh, hours of service, if you worked 
uh, five days you were fine. If you worked six, you were constantly. I got nine and a quarter. I got eleven and a half. And every day was a, you know, a, a tense moment. And cause, because all it took was the interstate to stop, and you were going to be in violation. So the, the old rules were damn near impossible, really, to follow. So I was happy to see the change. Yeah. The uh, well, you know. Um, the FMCSA held those recent public listening sessions, and um, I don't know if that was really to get the input from drivers and trucking officials, or just a, maybe it was just to see what kind of opposition they were going to have. But there's a, there's many drivers that believe there should be more flexibility with the 14-hour rule to cite you know one possible change that could occur with the current rule, and and um, uh, I was looking at some driver comments earlier, and, and one driver, uh, Chris Perry, a 30-year veteran with three and a half million safe miles, uh, he commented. He said, "I can do 14 hours of driving standing on my head," and uh, <laughs> he, <laughs> he, I, I'd pay tickets for that. But uh, uh, I used to. And he, used to. he huh? I, oh, I'm sorry. I, I said you used to be able to do that, not anymore. But yeah. Yeah, well, that's what he was saying. And he also said he uh, uh, he said I would like to drive 14 hours, but I'm not allowed to, even though I know I can do it. And another uh, another driver, Ralph Pepper, a 36 year veteran, uh, said that it's difficult for him to uh, complete his work in 14 hours, and uh, he said that it's a big hindrance on his ability to earn a living for his family. And uh, sometimes you can sleep, and sometimes you can't. And um, Mr. Pepper also took the opportunity to uh, voice other issues he has as a driver. And, um, he he made the comment that uh, he's a professional driver, but he's not treated like one, nor is he paid like one, and the sit time just kills him. And uh, another driver, B.J. Rhino, uh, felt like the FMCSA hasn't been listening to the drivers, and uh, he made the comment, he stated, we have the least amount of stability in what's going on, and yet you're talking about making more rules and regulations on us. So throughout the throughout these listening sessions, drivers and uh, trucking industry officials re reiterated uh, many of the same thoughts as those in previous sessions. They basically what I come up with they're saying is they want more flexibility with the sleep for birth and 14-hour provisions, and they want to keep the 34-hour restart. And the rest periods should not be mandated, but the FMCSA. Um, could adopt an, uh, an optional rest period that shouldn't be counted toward the 14-hour uh, rule because, you know, you, Barry, you and I are, you know, we're, we're more local now, but, you know, you've got to look at it as a perspective of these OTR drivers. I mean, uh, that 14-hour clock starts uh, right at pre-trip, and, uh, you know, that, that can be a killer for them. Yeah, I wanted to clarify that a bit when you asked how do I like the new rules. For the type of work I'm doing, they're just fine. Um, yeah, I, don't yeah I knew you meant the, that. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't say it that way. And, yeah, they're just fine. Um, but but when it comes to, especially like these LTL drivers, it, it's a night. I mean, they can't make a buck, I don't think. I I don't do that type of work now for the type of work I'm doing. It, it works out just fine. But you know, when you pull into the frozen food warehouse, you have a 7 a.m. appointment, and you, you know you might not get in there till noon or one o'clock, and so they got a 14-hour roll, and they got one load, they got one a pallet of pizza off the back of the truck, and you know they're really, really in a jam. So I would like to see alterations to it specific to sleepers, 
and, and allow those people to, uh, to, to take a nap and, 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 uh, and, and stop the 14-hour clock when, when they're sitting like that for multiple hours. You know, the way it is now, I don't think it's possible for them to be in compliance and flip a buck a lot of times. Oh, no. I mean, it's just a killer on those OTR drivers, but those, uh, those are just a few of the suggestions that were uh, given to the FMCSA by drivers that could improve the current rule if they listen, but um, I don't know, he knows if they will. And again, we, I don't think anybody really knows if they're going to, what they're going to do, but um, and, you know, we're watching it pretty close. So uh, have any suggestions? And of course, drivers, um, uh, drivers have other enemies out there fighting against them all the time, trying to limit their abilities to make a living and, and that, of course, are the anti-trucking lobbyists and attorneys always looking to sue the trucking companies. And, and uh, I say this because, let's get it right here, uh, professional truckers are the safest drivers on the road. They are. They drive, they drive 10 times the miles per year than the average motorist. And, um, you know, are there going to be accidents? Of course. But when you figure the number of miles driven by professional truckers against the average number of miles driven by the general public, Naturally, the odds of an accident are going to go up, but these lobbyists who who have no idea of what truckers and trucking uh, trucking companies go through continue to push more and more limits on drivers and companies which uh, prevent them from making a good profit or decent living for themselves and their families so you know that that's that's another uh that's another battle drivers and, and companies have to you know fight against all the time Barry you know. Yeah, I certainly do. And I just want to throw this out there. Since 1975, the uh, fatality rate has dropped by, I got it written down here, 66%. So I'm just not quite sure. And in addition to the facts that you gave earlier, for the, you know, since the new hours of service came along, the dramatic reductions in, in fatalities and accidents per mile driven, uh, there has been some serious improvement. And, you know, I, I think they're overlooking that. As far as the trial lawyers, they're actually running ads on XM now for, uh, you know, sue the trucker. <laughs> I, oh, I know, I, I know. I, yeah. I think it's, I think their website is bloodsuckingleech.org, if I'm not mistaken. But, uh, you, you know, they're really encouraging the motoring public to, to, to go after the trucking industry. And, and uh, I, Oh, yeah, well, the, you know, the... the the trucking companies, you know, they uh, supposedly, you know, have the deep pockets, and uh, and it's not to diminish the seriousness, uh, the seriousness of uh, truck-related accidents. And those families who have been suffered, uh, you know, have suffered through, uh, you know, terrible accidents that have and do occur. But but let's be fair here. Uh, according to the AAA, Automobile Association of America, their studies show automobile drivers contribute more to fatal car truck crashes than to the actions of truck drivers and and that's just one study other studies concluded the exact same results so i would suggest to these uh, anti-trucking lobbyists to uh, look at the real facts associated with the safe driving skills of, of uh, professional truck drivers and and stop representing truckers as a uh, death on wheels so to speak because overall our truckers are the safest drivers on the road today so let's be sure the truth is put out there again yeah, as a matter of fact, and I'm going from memory, but according to published police re reports, uh, somewhere is around 90% of fatal truck accidents, according to police reports, were in fact initiated by a car that was involved. And wow, 90%. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I have to fact check that. I'm going from uh, what's in my head, but yeah, like 90% were actually. Well, I, be 
I believe it because I found one uh, AA study on this, and it was dated back in, uh, in 2002, and uh, they had it at 54%. And, you know, drivers have, you know, have gotten safer and, and better trained. And so, yeah, that would surprise me a bit. But, you know, just an example, and then we'll get to your calls. I think I see patches on there. Uh, oh, well, my buddy. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to them here in just a second. But just going along the lines we're talking about, about these uh, lawyers and, and things. Uh, uh, for example, uh, Dan Ramsdale. Uh, is the national director of the Association of Plaintiff Interstate Trucking Lawyers of America. And uh, listen to what he has to say about drivers and trucking companies and the uh, hours of uh, service. One of the most pressing problems in the trucking industry today is fatigue driving. Did you know that nearly 40% of all crashes involving big trucks are caused or contributed to be caused by a fatigue driver? Too often, trucking companies force their drivers to violate the hours of service rules and drive more than the law permits. The only reason for doing this is for greedy, profit-driven motives. As a result, thousands of Americans are killed on our highways each year. Over 110,000 people are killed or injured on our highways each year in crashes with big trucks. That's one person nearly every 13 minutes. This widespread path of death and destruction must stop. So there you go. There's just one example, the death and destruction. Uh, so, uh, you know, Barry, that kind of gets you riled up sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be calm, Alan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, 8 million Darth Vader's out there, right? Uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see how he threw the numbers out there. Is it, you know, one every 13 minutes or 13 seconds, whatever it was he said, injuries. He didn't say, you know, he didn't say that was specific to the fault of the truck driver involved, you know. So, right, right. Just, right. One, what, every, what, what one every 13 minutes. Yeah, is that what he said? Yeah, I was, I was, I was just yeah. going off my brain a little bit. Yeah, that's the, what is that an ad for, a, a, what's the a lawyer or something? Yeah, the uh, how's this for a title? The Association of Plaintiff Interstate Trucking Lawyers of America. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! I know. Yeah. So uh, I don't know that stuff. That that'll get the drivers riled up. So, well, let's get Patches on here. He's been. Uh, I, in fact, I'm I'm saying it's Patches. I'm I'm thinking it is area code three zero two. Go ahead. Whoop, let me open up your mic again. Uh, You're right. Okay, it's Patches, right. is that? Oh, I thought it was. I'm getting to recognize these <laughs> phone numbers now. And what I was hearing, Alan, about that one lawyer uh, with that association uh-huh. and stuff, has anybody uh-huh. got a hanging tree close by him? <laughs> yeah, I know. That gets you riled up, doesn't it? Oh, God. I could. Oh, man, don't let him get nowhere close to me. <laughs> <laughs> the, only, the only way to get a lawyer out of a tree patch is... is is to cut the rope. That's what the old joke was, you know. Uh, yeah, but how far is the drop? I, I don't know. Bad sense of humor day going on here. I had too many hours of service. You know? Well, you know, yeah. I agree. A lot of drivers have millions of miles under their belt, and hopefully, nine out of ten of them are accident free. But we know better. Uh, but the fatigue part is true. When you look at how it's set up today, 
companies are forcing their drivers, basically, to drive 11 straight hours or be on duty and driving for 11 straight hours. So where's the fatigue factor? It's right there. Mm-hmm. If so, well, some, we, ha- we have a we have a Mike Roan of rmrconsultants.com uh, in the chat, and he points out he's saying uh, 80% of all truck-related accidents were at fault by the car, and he's posted here fatigue is cited to be less than 10% of the time in accidents. Well, I can't see that, but you were talking about studies a while ago. Uh, I think it was back in mm-hmm. 2004, AAA came out with one, and the man got fired for saying it. And oh, it was really? one of the uh, higher people in the company. It come mm-hmm. to find out it was 73% of all uh, big truck and car accidents was caused by the car. Only 27% was caused by the truck. Mm-hmm. This is where yeah, uh, th- the nation has got to uh, get their heads out of their backside and start paying attention to what they're doing. Yeah. If you don't pay attention, we can't help it as a uh, big truck driver. We cannot see everything. And now they were coming up with this uh, cell phone texting and that stuff. Oh, yeah, for God's sakes, yes. And a lot of times that causes most of the accidents. And it causes inattentive. They don't pay attention to what they're doing. But at the same time, cars do not uh, remember or realize in the total amount of what they are doing, what the rules are. Or they just say, no, nah, I didn't got to follow that. The trucker will look out for me. If he, if I hit him, hell, I can blame him. Whoa, Jack. That's wrong. Yeah. Yeah, well, well those are... Uh... Problem. Part of the problem is that the drivers aren't, you know, and a couple of years back, my younger son, you know, we went through the Florida training. It was really good. I mean, it was a big thing on, on a website and really, really informed, you know, young drivers about the things out on the road. But it never once mentioned trucks. It was about drugs and alcohol and everything like that. And there's places like Germany where they do, you know, before a person gets a driver's license, do spend at least a couple hours and letting them know that an 80,000-pound rig can't stop, that they can't see if you're behind them, and that it's certain dead, you know, blind spots in the mirrors and, and things like that. So, I mean, if they really want to save a lot of lives, they might want to think about uh, educating people, all people who get driver's license into the ways of trucks, and it might help. i got to agree with you. I will agree. They do uh, at some uh, schools teach that now. But they're not a, there's not enough of it goes on to uh, really demonstrate to the uh, uh, teenagers and even some adults of what can happen and why it happens. They don't understand it because they look at it. Oh, you got 18 wheels. You got 18 sets of brakes, huh? That's new. I that if I know that. They forget yeah, about the yeah. inertia of the load behind yeah, mass, it. Mass times, mass times velocity, right? It was, I yeah. Said mass times velocity equals, you know, it's 80,000 pounds times 70, 70 miles an hour equals 200,000 tons or something, but it gets pretty yeah. crazy there after a while. Yeah. You know, and it's just unreal of what the, a lot of these lawyers try to do. And even if a driver tries to get to a safe location uh, after his time has run out, 
he tries, but them locations are full or closed down. They can't do nothing. You know, so they got to continue driving to find another one. And then if they happen to have an accident, guess what? You're going to the bank, and your insurance rates are going up. Well, Patches, let me ask you, have you heard, um, do you have any idea of uh, what the changes might be, if any? What are your thoughts? Well, if uh, they do any changes uh, in it, they should keep that 34-hour restart. Now, that is one of the best things they've ever done, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, as far as driving time, 11 hours driving time or on-duty time is good. I'm not going to dispute that. But everybody is different. There's no two people out here the same. The old rules allowed us to what they call uh, split log. If they would allow that with the new rules that they have today, just that by itself, you're going to see the accident and fatigue factor drop even more drastically. Because you said it right. earlier, sometimes you can only sleep four hours. That's it. You're wide awake. Mm-hmm. And then other times you can sleep 14. It all depends. Yeah, when it, when it all catches up with you. I, I spent about a, three months one time when I was out on the road keeping track of my sleep and running and wanted to see how it all averaged out. And uh, I did it for about three months, and when I, all, when I calculated it all up, uh, I was averaging about I was averaging between three and four hours of sleep a day. Well, see, that's what a lot of these uh, people that's trying to make these rules they think they understand uh, the trucking business. They are trying mm-hmm. to make it a nine to five job, and it ain't going to happen. That'll never right. happen. If it does, somebody right. better be ready to put a pistol in my head and pull the trigger. <laughs> well, well, we they they think. That. They think you have they they write they write down on paper eleven hours break and in their minds you're sleeping eleven hours and that's just not the the real world that's not how it that's works. It. That's what they're doing. These people over there in D.C. are certain tie dudes. All they get it do is look at a day cab driver running around the city. They don't have no idea what it takes to go across country. They do not even comprehend that. That's why uh, instead of these <clears throat> white shirts and tie dudes, they need somebody in there from our industry to really focus in on the problems. And the problems that they have created is worse than what the old rules were. They sound stupid, but it is. I, I agree with you specifically. When someone wants to take a rest, they got two hours to go, and they have two hours legally to run, and... I know there's got to be people out there that are dog-tired and really know that they need to take a rest that don't because they they can't log off to, to take that rest. So I think that there needs to be some changes. But, Patch, I'm just curious if you were writing the rules, and specific to over-the-road truckers um, with the sleeper bird and all, what, what would you say? Well, it's got to be basically like the old rules uh, where you could, uh, say, for instance, sleep four and uh, – Come back and drive and finish out your 11 hours. But uh, that's known as, you know, like I said, like the old split log used to be. If they bring that back and if the boys will follow it, 
they'll get freight moved faster around this country and actually at a cheaper rate, and you won't have the driver fatigue. Because the reason why I'm saying that, uh, I've come off of a weekend, get back in the truck. Sometimes I can drive two hours, and buddy, I'm, oh man, it hits me like a ton of bricks. And i got to pull over, catch me a nap. And then I can go. You know, that's the fatigue factor. Even though that we're out of the truck uh, at our home, that doesn't mean to say that we're not busy at our home. We get tired at home also. But still, sometimes you just can't drive four or five hours for, your, <laughs> for anything because you're tired. You guys still there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just listen to you. Yeah, there's a lot of times when when a, when a even a one hour nap is better than five cups of coffee. But yeah, you're not in a position to legally take that hour nap. I, I think all of us, you know, especially people who've been doing for a number of years, you, you know when you need to be pulling over and yeah, and you, you know, and if you don't show up for that appointment, the, the party is over for you. So really, uh, with that, you know, I, I think that they just have to have separate. And I think this is actually proposed. Uh, separate uh, categories for different types of drivers, you know, as far as the hours of service, and they need to work something out where a tired driver can take a nap. Yeah, yeah I can. I mean, it's just the type of work that I'm doing, you know, I can and yeah. I do. But See, but, uh, the type of work I was doing, uh, I'd usually go 1,000, 1,500 miles at a clip, and that's something you just don't do in uh, 11 hours. If you do, find that jet. You got a fast, you got a fast uh, truck, huh? I'd love to see that jet. But <laughs> okay, I'm back. Oh, well, okay, you are okay. <laughs> uh, I, I don't even know. Right in I don't even know if y'all knew where I was going. Uh, I no, did. No, well, Pat just said, "Are you guys still there?" I was listening to what he was saying. I know I didn't even know you were gone. We we can go on without you, Alan, but I'm glad to see you're back. I didn't. Uh... Well, man, that makes me feel real good. <laughs> well, no, I didn't. You <laughs> no, yeah, the thing I told you, I've been having trouble with this, and I got back on, and then it was all real staticky, so. I just got on. Uh, I just got on the other phone, so I should be okay now. But uh, didn't even know I was gone. <laughs> uh, I but anyway, hey, what? Uh, that's fine. That's fine. I knew it was still going because as long as we have a caller on the line, the show will keep going. So that worked out good. So now, uh, anyway, you mentioned one thing uh, earlier about sitting at a dock. Right now, as far as the eleven-hour, fourteen-hour rule goes. Between your 11-hour and 14-hour, that gives you three hours at dock. That's it. That's all you can go down for. But then you got to put that three hours to finish out your 11 hours driving time and what you've driven before you get there. But like you said, so if you might sit there sometimes five, six hours at a crack, you can't use that now to sleep. The rest. Uh, that's a big no-no. You, they're just not allowing the driver to do that, so you can't claim it. So they pick up your next load. You you're done. You can't pick it up. Right. There's no way possible. And then you look at all right. Who's doing the loading? Who's doing the unloading? Who's doing the counting. And who's doing the breakdown? You know, there's a lot of things that if they don't uh, it make issues of it, 
there's uh, going to be much more. Because all the driver's actually is supposed to do is go from point A to point B. And that's you're it. Talking about, yeah, you're talking about the guys uh, uh, unloading their own trucks, I presume. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, there's a lot of... Uh, a and lot if you've got to hire so, uh, a lumper, so to speak... Uh, yeah, I used to work for probably, a, a probably no. company. Yeah, and, and and the drivers would frequently pull in and say that broker. This is what they would say. Hey, I don't know uh, what. Yeah, they they would say that the broker didn't give them the money for the lumper, and, and they'd be logging sleeper berth, and they'd be dragging a, a three yeah. foot floor load uh, four uh, five block four high, and, and yeah. uh, you know it, it was pretty uh, pretty bad, that, bad that, circumstances. It, that's what they've got to stop. Because uh, if these companies, well, if a shipper counts the product, put it, puts it into the uh, trailer, okay, they know what they counted. Fine, you lock, put your load locks on, lock it, and seal it. A lot of companies are doing that now. But then when you get to the receiver, that driver still has got to be back there when it's being unloaded. Mm-hmm. Why? They're getting a count. They know how much product is supposed to come off. They know exactly. And if they don't have uh, that amount of product, do that. Some places put a like a stop sign up there. If they don't have that product up to that point, then somebody else has made the mistake, not the driver. But they want to blame the driver for it. This is yeah. You know, there's a lot of things that. Congress and uh, a lot of these other people, white shirts and ties, all these other dudes, should actually sit down and ride with a trucker for two weeks. That would be all it would take. They wouldn't know exactly everything that has to happen, but they damn sure would have a better idea, if you understand what I mean. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. I, it would be a great thing. I mean, they are having uh, F, FMSCA is having these listening sessions. So, um, like Alan mentioned, you know, are they listening because uh, you know because they want to hear what's go, what's being said or not? I don't know, but they are having listening sessions, and I'm not sure when the next ones are scheduled. They've been having them in a variety of places around the country so that the drivers could put some input, and you know, everybody can show up, and everybody is, but. Uh, you know, maybe at least that, if they get an idea, you know, from guys like you that, that are out there doing it, you know, hey, this is what would work and this is what wouldn't work. And, yeah. you know, hopefully come up with, with with a set of circumstances where, where a driver can make a living and at the yeah. same time. And you, you, talk, you talked there. earlier about the LTLs. How are they doing it? How are know. they able to make a good living? I can't see it. Well, they had yeah, the well, look. They had the listening sessions. I think the last one was on the 29th. But, uh, uh, you know, you're talking about being at the docks and, you know, that going towards your 11 hours and 14 hours and whatever. Uh, uh, you know, Mike here in the chat room with rmrconsultants.com, you know, he points out that there should be mandatory regulated detention charges. I mean, sock it to him for making them sit there. Oh, yes. and, and, that you know, that would stop that real quick, I'm sure. Well, yeah, it would. It that, would. That, one but, of the jobs uh, have, oh, sorry. Go ahead. go ahead, Patches. I didn't mean to interrupt you. It's okay. Um, if they put an amount on it that's not just 
if they put a thousand, two thousand dollars per hour on it, then you're going to be talking, getting exactly where it's going to hurt them in the pocketbook. Then you might be getting some some results. Until you get that high of a detention, you ain't going to get nothing. Well, I worked for a frozen food company, and one of the jobs that I had was setting appointments for deliveries. Mm-hmm. And I had, to, I had to do what the owner said, and, and what he said was he said, schedule everyone for 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. So I would. I, mean, I had to do what I was told. So at 7 a.m., the parking lot looked like a, a TA truck stop, you know. <laughs> and we, 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 it was a small company. We only had four doors, and, and there would be trucks everywhere. And, you know, so they intentionally just... Bogged their area down. Way. Excuse me? Bogged their area down. Yeah, they would just cook. I mean, they'd schedule routinely every truck for 7 a.m. And uh, uh, just how it was done, and the drivers would get there, and they were going to sit. I mean, so uh, it was it was a bad situation. But if the company that I was working for at the time had to pay for that, then, yeah. boy, I bet they would have done something good. But they could have been scheduled 7 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 1 o'clock. Yes. 1 o'clock Reasonable time. Uh, there's no problem with it. Uh, yeah, there's a lot. Well, the company I used to drive for, you've probably seen their trailers, uh, Boar's Head. Uh, oh, sure. Yeah. I used to go down in Florida quite a bit. Now, we have a policy of the company I was driving for. We don't touch nothing. We don't load nothing. If we have to load for an uh, outside carrier and we they say, oh, you got to load it, you got somebody to load it, I ain't touching it. And uh, they'd say no. I said, "Well, bye." Close my doors and walk walk away. I did that to uh, one person, and the company called me. And he said, and "I told him what happened." He said, "Go back." I went back. Man said, "I apologize." I said, "No, apology's not accepted." So I see somebody here to load this truck. All you all is being paid to me is to move this truck from point A to point B as quickly and as safely as I can. I'm not being paid to load this truck or unload this truck. So why should I? And well, even know, if I was, that's still taken away from my so uh, personal time that I can actually be resting in the bunk or uh, just doing uh, catching up on my paperwork. They have the count. They know what's supposed to go there. Why can't yeah. they be responsible for loading and unloading? That's with everybody. And break it down or put it into the high tide that they need. You know what always got me you know what always got me about those lumper services? I mean I would I could pull into those docks, unload that entire trailer and get about depending on what type of freight it was, a company would pay me twenty five, fifty bucks. If I was yeah. lucky, maybe yeah. seventy-five. Or yeah, you can yeah hire, if you were lucky, you you can yeah. If I was lucky, which wasn't often, or I could turn around and hire a lumper service on the on the uh, spot there, and then the company would turn around and pay them one hundred and fifty. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I I I never saw the logic in that. Yeah, when the company when the companies did that, okay, fine. That's what yeah. you want to do. Get prepared to pay lumper costs. And you know what? They soon changed. I drove for one company, and we had delivered uh, 
to a place up in New Jersey for better than 10 years. Every week, four or five loads going in there. And every week we had to bust it down. Right. And uh, I came back, went right to the salesman, and I told him point blank, if you can't put it in that truck high and high, get prepared because I'm going to find the highest price lumper I can find. And you're going to pay it. Yep. Next load that went out, it was at the right high and tie. I don't mind unloading that. I don't mind it because I'm not going to be there that long. But when well, I've got what, to you get back there and break and, it down, now that's horse of different color. Yeah, you get back there and break down about fifty pallets of, of beef. Uh, that's a pretty good. That's a pretty good workout when you just when you just drove about eight nine hours and you still have to be four or five hundred miles away for the next morning. You know. <laughs> yeah, and how the fatigue factor? That's where that kicks in. That's just like yeah. these uh, rules the way they've got them now. If they would allow like the old rules did, for uh, the drivers to split log it to uh, their needs, as long as it's uh, more than two hours, you know, like they had it, you would see the fatigue factor go down tremendously. Keep their 34-hour restart, which for me is beautiful, and I believe for a lot of other people it's the same way. It enables you to come back in with a fresh 70 hours, but at the same time, you're refreshed, and you can go again. That way, you're creating more uh, funds for yourself and your family. That's where a lot of these companies are failing. They don't see what it's actually doing to the drivers. I got a friend of mine right now. He's at Forest City. He's heading back up to Holland, Michigan. And because they can't find a driver to swap with, and he's sick, he's got to be up there in the morning. Through all that weather, it's going through the mid part of the uh, United States. But the only good thing about it is, he picks up Friday uh, up in, on the other side of Chicago, and he doesn't have to be in New York till Monday morning. That's the good thing. Yeah. But the thing is, a lot of these uh, places don't realize what the driver has had to go through before they arrive. Yeah, well, that, that's that's the key. I mean, they're 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 making rules for something that they've never experienced and don't know anything about, and they they just see they just see eleven hours hours of driving, and then they see a ten hour break. And in their minds, you know, you're getting 10 hours of sleep. But, you know, you OTR drivers, you know, we all know that that 10-hour break, uh, you've got paperwork to do, catch up on your logbook. You've got to take a shower. You've got to eat. You have to um, do your laundry. A lot of things go in that 10 hours. Yeah, a lot of things. They don't see that. They don't see that. That's where uh, I was talking about these white shirt and tie dudes who think we're making a 9-to-5 deal. See, after they get off work, they can go to the gym. They can go do anything they want to. They can go home, sleep in their bed. But the right. OTR driver can't do that. No. He's got that uh, 11, 14-hour rule staring him in the face and that 10-hour straight downtime. Wait a minute. Yeah. So this yeah. guy, 9 to 5, he gets in the house, say, midnight. He's back up at 6. Is that 10 hours? don't think so. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> then they go in and uh, do a three-hour rush hour deal, 
<laughs> and they don't consider it. They don't even think like that, like we have to. That's the problem. Yeah, well, some some uh, some drivers don't think they're going to do anything. Others think there there's going to be some kind of change. Um, I can't imagine them going back to the old rule. I think they're going to. I think they'll make some changes to the current rule the way it is now. But in all honesty, I have no idea what they're going to do. Well, I got to agree with you. We we don't have no ideas. They haven't even put forth a suggestion yet. That's yeah, what we got to wait for. See what the suggestion is going to be. If we know for sure that it's not going to work, our voices is the only thing that's going to count. Our votes is the only thing we have to show that what we appreciate and don't appreciate. And people's yeah. just going to have to start writing to congressmen, senators, and everybody they can uh, to try to uh, get them aware of what is going on. But that's not only with DOT, but that's also with DAC and all of them. I'm doing yeah. my, trying to do my share. If everybody starts wising up, uh, have reasonably put forth to these drivers that it, this is not an easy profession at all. To some of us, it's just like a little cakewalk. But the, uh, when you sit down and look at it, oh, yeah, you'll see sites, you're going to see countryside, you're going to see all that, but how much time do you have to enjoy it? Right. Right. Well, I don't know what the deadline is uh, for the uh, any if there's any new ruling to come out. I I think I think I saw July, but uh, you know, don't quote me on that. I can't quite remember, so uh, uh, I'm not for sure when they're actually going to do any kind of ruling on it if they do anything at all. But they have, you know, it was very difficult to pull down specific information. I got to say about what they're proposing, but a couple things I came across is that they were going to have. Uh, five categories for truck and bus drivers is long haul, regional, local split shift, whatever that means, local and incidental. And so they were looking at a categorized uh, system of hours of service. And, well, I uh, can I can see their point in one way, especially bus drivers. I can understand that. I can, I can honestly. Uh, local driving. Uh, as far as straight trucks or semis, I can understand that too. But anything that takes them over, uh, well, basically the speed limit is what, 665, right? And if you drive 10 hours, that's 650 miles that you can legally log, okay? If anything runs over that, they've got to change it. If they try to just say all uh, OTR drivers, all regional drivers, that, that ain't going to work because speed limit uh, in most of the states is 65. And if you just use 10 hours as a base, because you know you got your pre-trip, your post-trip, you also got your fueling. All right, that knocks three quarters of it out uh, of an hour out right straight from the get-go. So basically, all you got is 10 hours driving. So if you take 65 times 10, that's 650 miles. Even the uh, uh, regional drivers, some of them drive more than 650 miles. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, they are are proposing specific to regional 
you know, it's just uh, exactly what they're going to settle in on is, is, is what the questions are, but they are looking at uh, whatever they're proposing. Uh, it's it's going to require more drivers. So it, whatever oh, yes. person, it's going to cut back on miles, not add to it. But like I said, yeah. I, I tried and tried and tried to find exactly, specifically, ended up in every place you can imagine on the Internet. But uh, but I do know that they're, they're planning a categorization and uh, that they will have something specific to, to, to uh, well, what, what they will have, but what they're talking about having is something specific to drivers that are out for more than two weeks at a time. And you know, separate the, those people out. And one of the things I came across is that they would require a mandatory weekend. Uh, so, and that so instead of a 34-hour break, they require between 32 and 56 off-duty. Well, I, days. I yeah, I can understand a 34 to a 48. Now I can understand that. Uh, yeah. Because so, home, uh, say Friday night, leave out Monday morning. Okay, I can understand a 48. That's yeah. Well, it's, me it's personally, that's yeah, that's a well, large yeah. plenty of time for me. But yeah, well, I'm not everybody. Everybody's uh, yeah, I home see is here, different. I see here um, uh, again. Uh, Mike Rohn here is in chat, and he's he's uh, up on a lot of this. Uh, I'd like he, more information as much as I can get. Uh, he's. Um, uh, again, you know, he's with uh, rmrconsultants.com, and I knew I saw July somewhere, uh, but he says uh, July is the deadline for the rulemaking, and let me find it up here. Uh, he said it has to, uh, any changes that are going to affect, uh, boy, we've got a lot of chatting going on here. Let me find it here. Uh, uh, he said it has to go to uh, rulemaking first, and... Uh, yeah, let me find it. That's <laughs> right bad. Um, me trying he, to find the shop. He said, <laughs> he, he said July is deadline for the rulemaking. <laughs> and I go down here a little bit. Um, uh, boy. Well, let, let me find it here. Where did it go? I may have lost it. Uh, but... So it has to go to rulemaking first, and then once it once it does that, he's guessing that the uh, the uh, the new rules for the hours of service, if there are any, uh, probably wouldn't go into effect for uh, one and a half to two years. So if that's the case, uh, that's still well, that would, if that, yeah. If that is the case, that would give ample time for uh, revision. Then yeah, that that's true. Go. Yeah, that's true. But uh, so, the last time. They left it up. They proposed something, left it up to the president. The president signed it, and it went into law. Just that, blip, 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 gone. It was done. Because yeah. they could actually uh, clarify what should be. You tell me a lawyer, that's more or less basically what we have nowadays up in the big house, uh, which lawyer knows how a trucker has to run in order to make deliveries and pickups? Mm-hmm. They have no knowledge whatsoever. Right. They're even, they've got people with them saying, this is what the percentages are. This is what this amount of people think. This is what this amount of people think. They don't know. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. 
He's nobody. None of these regulators have anybody in the industry talking to them, sitting down with them, and being able to explain to them what the problems are. And until they get somebody that knows industry, as we've discussed earlier, they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. They're just playing. Yeah, yeah I hear they're you. are trying to be bankers, and this ain't no banker uh, operation. Mm-hmm. I hear you. I've got a... Um, Donna gave me a note here. Uh, uh, got a caller. Uh, what, Donna? Trying to call in, just can't call in? Uh, well, we have a new uh, a new feature here on our switchboard that we can actually dial out now. Uh, uh, I've never tried it, but I'm going to give it a shot. But uh, let me try to get um, Heather on the line here. She's listening, but um, apparently can't get in for some reason. So uh, first time I've used this. So let's see how it works. Um, well, well, it's working. We can hear it ringing. <laughs> so, uh, pretty cool, huh, Barry? My new toy. Yeah, that, that, that's neat. That's neat. Hello. Uh, hi, is this Heather? Yes, it is. Hey, Heather, this is Alan with Truth About Trucking Live. You're you're live on the air. Donna told me to uh, give you a call, and we have a new feature. So I got to use my I got to use my new toy for the first time. How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm- Pulling my hair out. I, I don't know why the uh, the uh, wouldn't load. But yeah, they anyways, may be having trouble be tonight. They may be having um, trouble tonight because, uh, and sometimes nights are heavier than usual at Blog Talk Radio because I've been kicked off like three times so far. But but we have you on now. You're live. What's going on? Uh, Patches, thanks for your call. I'll keep you hanging there. But uh, going to move on to another caller here. Appreciate you always calling in. But uh, go ahead, Heather. What what what's on your mind? Well, uh, everybody on Twitter was saying that uh, they're talking about me, and I was wondering what was going on. Talking about you? Um, yeah. Oh, uh, I don't know. Service and oh, okay. Um, Donna, are you on? Are you on Twitter? Oh, Donna. <laughs> See, Donna's working something. I'm working something else. She uh, she said. Uh, she said she was teasing. She was saying everybody's wondering where you are. Oh, shoot. <laughs> she, so what's, she said uh, she, what's the topic she, of conversation? Uh, changing the hours of service for truck drivers, what the what we think the FMCSA is going to do. Uh, are they going to go back to the old rule or change the ones they are now? We're just kind of kicking around ideas and, and um, you know, what, what this hour of service rule change is going to be. Uh, from what I understand, they're going back to the old uh, the old hours of service, only keeping the uh, uh, 34 hour reset. Which well, that's kind of that's what I had thought too. What do you what uh, what do you how do you feel about that? Do you like the old rules? Well, uh, I run with them for shoot almost 20 years, and I didn't have a problem with them. Uh, the only the only problem that I had when they went to the the um, uh, New hours of service was they took away the sleeper berth split, which was awesome. You know, you could you could eat up a lot of hours. Uh, you, you could you could pretty much put your hours of service. You weren't supposed to do it, but you could put your uh, 
delay hours from the sleeper birth and just keep running the sleeper birth split, you know, six on, five on, um, five on driving, uh, four hours in the sleeper, five hours driving, four hours in the sleeper, and just do that until you just run out of hours. And then they did the sleeper birth split, and it was just like a godsend. Got hours coming out of the yin-yang that way, you know. Yeah. And now they're going back to the... the if they don't have the sleeper birth split, um, like they had in the old, you know, with the old hours of service, then I guess it, it'll be just as it'll be just as with the 34 hour split. I really don't see where it's going to be that big of a problem, as long as they keep the 34 hour. Yeah, I think that's a big key, and I, I hear that a lot from drivers. That 34 hour split we were talking, or that 34 hour restart, is. Uh, you know, it was really a great thing, and um, I haven't seen anywhere where they're thinking about kicking that away. I certainly hope not, but, um, yeah, I agree with the old rule, man. I I used to do that sleeper berth, and, I mean, I'd, you know, run 15 hours a day, you know, was was no problem. It was a sweet little thing. But um, Exactly. You know, Until I, you run I, out of hours, and then, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you could get some miles under your belt that way, so... But, uh, you know, I'm just kind of kicking around with other drivers what what they've heard, what they think they're going to do, if they're going to do anything at all. And so that's just kind of what we've been uh, kicking around here tonight. Right. I was expecting that this, what they were going to do was take away the 34-hour 34 hour reset. I really hope that they don't. You know. Well, I hope but, they don't either. You know, you have to do what you have to do. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I was going to say that's true, but... All right. Well, um, anything else? Um, I guess I've pretty much said my piece for now. I appreciate okay. you uh, taking the time out and making the effort. So, um, you have a good day. All right. Well, appreciate it. Um, uh, uh, yeah, I'll leave, I'll leave her up if she wants to listen. And uh, um, but yeah, that, uh, various. It's kind of confusing, you know. Um, uh, nobody really knows what they're going to do, but. You know, you've heard here already, um, everybody seems to like that 34-hour restart. I mean, I, I sure hope they keep that thing. Yeah, definitely. They need to not go back to counting the last eight days because that, that just simply wasn't wasn't working and it made it very difficult for everybody involved. You know, I, when you were specifically talking about uh, over the road and, you know, uh, logging sleeper berths, would – would that be a continuous thing? You, you know what I mean? In other words, if you went uh, five hours and slept four and then went eight hours and slept four, are you talking about uh, not being held in the context of a certain number of hours in a given day, just, just spreading it out over however long it takes you to get to where you're going? Or, yeah, uh, you could just you, you could use that sleeper berth. You could just run, you know, until you hit your 70, 80 hours, you know, whatever rule you're running under. And... Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, so so many times I would, um, you know, sleep during the day. I would get up. Uh, I'd start running about, you know, twelve thirty, one o'clock in the morning. You know, drive five hours, uh, take my uh, take my sleeper berth for four hours, run another five hours, take another sleeper berth for four hours, run another five hours. And, you know, I, I just ran fifteen hours for the day, and uh, I did that a lot of times when I was, uh, you know, pushed for time or you know, just had a lot of miles to run, and I, I mean, so it was great. You know, and you could you could just you could just continually do that, 
if your body clock, you know, was set for that time to run like that, which a lot of times it is, but you could continually do that until you reach your 70, 80 hours, you know, and then, you know, then you're out of hours and you have to shut down and, you know, pick up the hours from pick up the hours from the previous day, you know, uh, and then sometimes, yes, you know, you'd, be, you'd just be so much out of hours, you know, you just have to, you know, take a couple of days, you know, take the weekend off or something to build up some hours to run, but, but it was sweet, man. You could just keep those wheels rolling. Yeah, and it sounds like you'd be well-rested doing a thing like that. I, I, I think some of the complications came in from uh, the idea that, that, you know, for example, like what he was, Patches was talking about earlier, about people unloading their own truck and logging sleeper berths, and I, I, I'm sure that goes on, I, I, or went on, and, you know, maybe if the FMSCA took a look at the receiving end of things and made sure that a driver could, in fact, sleep, and, and you know, that, uh, you know, they could, uh, I, I think it just needs to be broader than just, just the drivers, because there's so many other things involved in it, but, you know that sounds pretty safe to me. Sleep four hour drive five. I'd like a thing like that. That's that's not so bad. And, you know, in safety, everybody wants safety. But uh, so so what you're suggesting is that in fact there wouldn't be a mandatory ten hour break involved at all. It would just be a matter of how many hours in, in between sleep or birth total. Yeah, I mean, if they went back to the old rule, uh, I mean, it worked fine because you know, like we were saying earlier, uh, uh, you only. I mean, really, in all honesty, uh, a lot of these drivers only average three, four, five hours of sleep a night anyway, and your body becomes accustomed to it. And, uh, and you know, they, uh, I mean, if you hit your 14-hour mark and, um, you know, you can still work, you just can't drive anymore, but, uh, you know, you may hit your 14-hour mark out there on the road at, at you know, Two o'clock in the afternoon. It's, it's awfully hard to lay down for me anyway at two o'clock and try to go to sleep. So um, it's like we were touching on earlier. You know, sometimes you just can't sleep, and so it all, uh, you know, boils down to your body clock and what you're accustomed to. But the old rule, uh, you know, by the time you did that sleeper birth split and and did all that running, you know, you were pretty much ready to go to bed anyway. So it, it was a sweet little thing, but. You know, again, I don't know if that's what they're going to go back to, or uh, nobody really knows what kind of uh, you know new rules they're looking at. It's going to be interesting to see, though. Yeah, well, any, everything that I read was still was still throwing that ten-hour break in there. Uh, long haul and regional drivers must have a minimum. Of, okay, now this is this is under you know what they're talking about regarding the new proposals. Long haul and regional drivers must have a minimum of ten consecutive hours off duty every day. Okay, there's exceptions for teams and blah, 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 you know. Um, but they're still talking about, uh, uh, you know, having that 10-hour break in there. So I, I see what you mean. So under any circumstance, when, when you have to throw a 10-hour break in the, the 14, uh, okay, well, you could go 5-4, 5-4, 5-4, and then throw a 10-hour break, something like that, huh, even though it would drag over into the next day. Yeah, yeah, what uh what you're saying that you saw where they're uh, uh, the, the the FMCSA is uh, still looking at keeping the 10 hour off is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. It was like I said, it was very difficult to see exactly what it is that they're proposing. I could I went out from their site, but uh, what what they're talking about is that you must have a minimum consecutive a minimum of 10 consecutive hours off duty every day, and this would be. Regarding the upgraded regulations, not you know, obviously yeah, that's not, the way it uh, is right now. 
Yeah, yeah, but they're still with the new regulations wanting to keep that 10 consecutive hours off duty in there, so it wouldn't. I mean, it just sounds like why would you throw the 10 consecutive hours off duty on it in a calendar day? In fact, you're back to the 14, so you're. It doesn't sound like you know. Uh, uh, the only exception, team drivers can take their rest. In, okay, so they got to think for team drivers can take their rest in five-hour segments. So, but as long as so anyway, based on what you're saying, for, as long as there's the 10 consecutive hour rule every day as far as off-duty, then it's not going to matter. You couldn't possibly throw any bunk time in there with, without. Yeah, doing well, that, well, yeah. Well, now that I, now you've got me wondering exactly what they are. Well, nobody knows what they're proposing. I mean. Uh, they're going to keep the ten-hour break and cut you down to eight hours of driving. I mean, well, that 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 would get people fired up. You might as well just get another career. Jeez, jeez, yeah, it gets kind of complex, you know. And then they get into uh, if you're out for two work weeks or more, uh, they can average 120 hours over 14 days. So, and then there's they've got a mandatory weekend thing, and the mandatory weekend is sitting anywhere from 32 to 56. Consecutive hours off duty every seven days with two nights from midnight to six a.m. So, yeah, well, you know, like I was saying earlier, I've seen I've seen a lot of drivers, and and obviously, you know, it's it's common sense; it makes sense. But uh, the way it is right now, there's so much sitting time uh, that's hurting so many of them, you know, to you know to make a decent living. So, I'm just going to be real curious to see. Uh, See really what becomes of this, but you know, like I said, I, nobody really knows. It's uh, uh, it's just still in the planning, I guess. And and uh, who knows? It may not be as bad as what everybody's you know thinking. Uh, just so, gonna have to wait and see. So far, it's looking a lot like it is now. I can't imagine any way. What I mean, as long as the ten consecutive hour uh, rule every day is in there, so you're you're still sitting at fourteen. So I don't know what it is. That they could be saying uh, that even if they were reasonable and said you could run se- okay, it's still fourteen, but run seven and, and take a five-hour nap and run seven, whatever, something along those lines. But uh, yeah. the, the little bit I was able to pull down still has a ten consecutive hours, so it doesn't sound like there's a whole lot of difference. One thing they are proposing is to mandate computer computerized electronic recording recording devices in all long-haul and regional trucks. So. Oh really? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You know, those on onboard recording devices never bothered me any. I mean. Oh no, I'm I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing, but they're they're going to yeah. require it. So if yeah. you're an over the road uh, truck driver and you you know an owner operator, you're going to have to have one. So. It, yeah. It will change things there. So that that might be a, a good thing, depending on how they actually uh, implement it. Yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, once again, you know, even if they did that, that won't affect us. So, <laughs> but this yeah. this is this is largely for the OTR drivers, you know, and the regionals. So, uh, that's why we're looking at it like we are. So, one of those things you're just gonna have to sit and wait again. I like I said, I don't even know if they not really know what, exactly what they're gonna boil, boil it down to, even if if they come up with anything. But uh, uh, just have to wait and see. Like I said, well, well, they are in fact. Uh... Uh, one, with the uh, five separate categories, are in fact planning on on uh, local uh, having some some changes in that, and, and it lo- looks like six, sixty hour work week, and they don't uh, necessarily offer the eight day seventy on that at all. So it may it may in fact have have effects. Um, according to FF, uh, the SMC, 
<laughs> SMGSA, uh, that's going to, they're estimating that there will need to uh, be hired 49,000 new drivers if, if they implement the rules the way that they're looking at doing right now. So just the fact that there's that many new drivers says that uh, it's not going to be a program that expands at all what a driver can do. So I don't know as far as local what, what they're planning, but it looks like they're going to reduce the hours. They, they may change it, in other words, Alan, to a system where you can't necessarily do 70 on, 34 off, and 70 on again. So it remains to be seen. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's just it. So uh, I don't know. You know, I just thought we'd kick it around a little bit and see, and I was searching like you were, and, uh, you know, it's pretty uh, pretty silent out there. So, <laughs> uh, you know, we're all kind of speculating here. But uh, not much we can do. Just sit back and wait. You know, they had those listening sessions, but like I said earlier, I think mainly they just wanted to kind of see what kind of opposition was out there. So, um uh, uh, Maybe they'll do something. Maybe they won't. We'll just find out. Yeah, and the, the other thing, and this is from the ATA, that uh, the ATA is suggesting that with the current suggestions that they want to implement, that it would require 100,000 more drivers on the road. Okay, so there's two two numbers. The one from the FCA, 49,000. ATA saying 100,000 new drivers. And, yeah, what they were uh, suggesting about that being is we're talking safety here that 100,000 more trucks on the road wasn't necessarily going to make the road safe, safer. So it could, yeah. in fact, have the opposite effect. And also the idea of where is everybody going to sleep. So when you, uh, yeah. you, you, right. know, you get into some rest area issues and things like that. But, uh, you, you know, I, I, I really wish uh, they would uh, – just to, to do something all lines of what Pat just said and, and uh, take a ride. So yeah, yeah. Learn, learn the learn the industry they're trying to regulate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, just allow the drivers to take break w- without the time being counted against their, their daily limit. I mean, and that's that's the old that's the old way, and and really, it's about the only rational way to do it. Or uh, drivers are just going to be not able to make their deliveries, not able to make their money, and, you know, it's got to be a, a set of rules where uh, the over-the-road guys can go back to, you know, sleeping So instead of yeah. pushing themselves. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Well, okay. Well, we'll uh, probably cut it short here this evening. Um, just wanted to kick around some ideas and thoughts about this hours of service change. Really what it all boils down to is uh, we really don't know what they're going to do, and what the new rules, if any, are going to be. So um, uh, we'll just, again, like I said, we'll just have to wait and see. And, um, uh, well, we just had another, we had a caller pop up here. We've still got plenty of time, 19 minutes to go. Uh, Area code 847, Uh, you're live on the air. Go ahead. Well, actually, I'm trying to get some information. I heard one of your previous shows. Oh, and I'm trying to think of the gentleman's name, The Truth About Trucking. Uh, it was yesterday's, I believe. Um, I'm sorry, I should have been better prepared. I didn't know I was going to get right through. Mr. McCormick, how can I uh-huh. get in touch with him? You can go to his uh, website, uh, truckingcareersofamerica.com. Okay. And uh, they have the contact information and phone numbers and everything right there. So, uh you can just give them a call. They have all the information you need right from his website. Okay, thank you very much. Okay, you bet. 
Um, yeah, we had a great show last night with Jim uh, Jim McCormick of TruckingCareersOfAmerica.com. dot com. But uh, yeah, caller, just go to that website and um, you'll uh, you'll be able to get a hold of them right right from there. All the contact information you need is there. So uh, we'll call it a we'll call it a short night and uh, appreciate everybody tuning in and listening and everybody in the chat room. Uh, just wanted to kick around some ideas to see what this uh, everybody thought about this HOS rule that impending down the road somewhere so uh our next show is thursday february 11th 2010 at 7 p.m eastern standard time and a former candidate for mayor of orange county and highly recognized transportation activist sally baptist will be joining me along with barry and to discuss the uh, political issues facing floridians concerning the governmental waste of your tax dollars on such projects as the eight or nine billion dollar proposal for for uh, Florida's high speed rail, which will run from Tampa to Orlando, a whopping 85 miles, as well as how the government is literally selling off America. We're going to find out what that's all about, and a whole lot more. So, Florida's high speed rail inside Florida's transportation politics. Our next show on Truth About Trucking Live, hope you can join us for that. It'll be uh, Sally Baptist's second time to be here on the show, always a good show and guest. So uh, appreciate you tuning in, and we hope you can join us for the next show. So until next time, for Truth About Trucking Live, I'm Alan Smith, along with my co-host Barry Studsky. Drive safe, and thanks for listening. Sets down on the painted sky. It's always hard to say goodbye. I never leave your smile behind. I take all of you with me. The open road it calls to me. The places I go, the people I see. I bring everything they need and help the world to move along. One mile down and a thousand more to go. Carry the load down the road. There's a heat that keeps me warm. Rain or shine, I weather the storm. The pictures I keep up above remind me of love back home. Tell my son the faces I see The day to day they rely on me One day you will understand I help the world to move along One mile down and a thousand more to go I carry the load down the road
jacket for my truck is a jack in the price when I fill it up. It's like pumping my money down an endless hole. But what they gonna do when the big rigs don't roll? Tell me what they gonna do when the big rigs don't roll. If mama hadn't taught me the golden rule, I'd tell those big wigs what to do. With the nozzle on the pump where I get my gas. But I'm a good boy and I won't do that. My truck is a jack in the price when I fill it up It's like pumping my money down an endless hole What they gonna do when the big rigs don't roll? Tell me what they gonna do when the big rigs don't roll What they gonna do when the big